Thank you for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com. The only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. Dana Workman from Haunted Highway on Sci-Fi, and you're listening to the Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Boom. This is Bill Murphy of Sci-Fi Channel's Fact or Fake Paranormal Files, and you're listening to the Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hey everybody, this is Rex Williams, the medic from Destination Truth, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia, on LiveParanormal.com. This is True TV's haunting evidence investigator, Patrick Burns. And ghost huntress author, Marley Gibson. And you're You're listening listening to ghost host, host, Sophia Temporelli. And Michael Perry. And we're here... Hello, we're here at the Ghost Host with Sophia Temporelli and Weekly 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 at LiveParanormal.com. <laughs> this is Stefan Brigatti from Pacific Coast Paranormal, and you're listening to the Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. She rocks. This is Christopher Sanders with My Ghost Story on Biography. You are listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hi, this is Professor Lloyd Auerbach, parapsychologist, and you're listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. This is author Alexandra Holzer, and you're listening to ghost host Sophia Temporelli. Hi, this is Jeff Belanger, host of 30 Odd Minutes, founder of GhostVillage.com, and author of lots of your favorite paranormal books, and you're listening to the ghost host Sophia on LiveParanormal.com. Boo! This is Nick Groff, executive producer of Ghost Adventures, the original documentary in Ghost Adventures, season 1 through 10, an executive producer of Ghost Stalkers, author of Chasing Spirits, the building of the Ghost Adventures crew, and founder of NickGroffTours.com. You are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. Tune in. Hey, this is Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli, on LiveParanormal.com. Hey, everybody, this is Jeff Belanger, writer and researcher for Ghost Adventures. I'm an author, the writer, host, and producer of New England Legends, the television series, and the podcast. And I just love all things spooky, and I love that Sophia Temporelli has made it 10 years, a decade of broadcasting on LiveParanormal.com. Congratulations, that's an incredible accomplishment, and please stay spooky, Sophia. 
That's right. It's the Ghost Host Show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com and GhostHunting.com now, too, as well. Uh, congratulations to Rob Sirk, the site founder of Live Paranormal, for securing that spot as well so you can listen at both locations. And Jeff Belanger, we're going to have to retire that audio bite real soon here because next week, Sophia will be celebrating 11 years. That's right, just over a decade, 11 years now on LiveParanormal.com and History FM. And thank you to all of our moderators throughout the years for patching us through at live events when we had no internet feed. Thank you guys so much for all your help over the years. Feel free to call into the show, 347-202-0316. That's 347-202-0316. And as well, feel free to jump into the LiveParanormal.com chat room. It only takes a second to get yourself an avatar and you're part of the LP family in there. If you have any questions for our guests, make sure that they're all caps so we can distinguish between the chatter and questions for our guests throughout the show and the live feed. As today, we welcome Southern Entities Paranormal founding paranormal researchers and Entity Voices Paranormal team investigators and broadcast co-hosts, Chris Allgood and Audra Keeler. Everyone, subscribe to the Entity Voices Paranormal Investigations podcast on YouTube right now, and tune in Monday night. 9 p.m. Eastern. Upcoming uh, next weekend, we have uh, Jeff Harmon. He's an astrologer, and it's also, again, uh, Sophia's 11-year anniversary show. So it'll be the 11th year on the 11th. So that'll be next Saturday. Also, Psychic Intuitive Rick Wade returns to the program on the 25th, and he has great readings for everybody every time he's here. So feel free to call in uh, during his show. Filmmakers Kendall and Vera Welpton will be on the program to discuss the House in Between 2 premiere launch. That'll be July 9th. Also, Travel Channel and Discovery Plus's The Ghost Brothers will be on to promote Fight Club uh, season two, that's to be determined. They're uh, securing their spot right now, and so Travel's uh, going to let us know the second they find out, too, as well. So you don't want to miss any of these upcoming broadcasts. So like the ghost host, Sophia Temporally, on LiveParanormal.com and GhostHunting.com Facebook fan page to learn about the guests as we learn of them real time. Check out the membership packages here on LP. Uh, Rob Sirks, the great, he's great at uh, rewarding the audience here. With a lot of autograph books by some of your favorite paranormal authors and DVDs, they start as low as $2.99 a month, the memberships, and also support the vendors here on LiveParanormal.com, too, as well. Tonight, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern, Beyond the Screen and Ghost Light Radio, as well as monthly Mondays, right here at Chip Coffee of A&E's Paranormal State, and now on Kindred Spirits, he's here monthly Mondays. And also on the lineup, we have Ben Hansen, Amy Goodwin. David M. Roundtree, Stefan Brigatti, Andy and Michelle Kopic, Ken Gearhard, and many more right here on this very network. If you miss anything, archive shows, they're available as free MP4 iTunes downloads on the homepage of LiveParanormal.com. And so let's bring on our host here, Sophia. Congratulations on 11 years upcoming. Thank you. I can't believe it's already been 11 years. <laughs> I know. It feels like yesterday I was sitting next to you and and uh, you were 12 years old starting your first show your first guest alexandra halzer and it's like if you build it they will come everybody started booking themselves on your show after that you know you had the booth brothers every it just every week after that people were like oh yeah sophia's got a show i gotta go on there so congratulations thank you yeah i mean just big changes over the 11 years that we're in separate rooms now so you know we're not talking over yeah. each other the, the sound quality yeah, like is definitely improved, which I would hope. Yeah. 
I mean, <laughs> but I you've helped know what a lot of people. About that first show. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we had audio problems, all those things, so the ghosts were definitely in the the cog there. But like, the, you've helped a lot. Oh, I don't need your help. And then I was like, uh, God, I don't know how to work this. <laughs> so you'll so, find you know. out in a minute, but. So you did great. We had a lot of great audio bites from your first show and things. But you got all these things now. You got the Instagram, Twitters, things. You've helped a lot of people through the years. Congratulations on that. Where can people find you? I'm on Twitter at CTemporelli1L and Instagram just at CTemporelli. Yeah, we cursed you with a, a long name. So just drop one of the L's in Temporelli and, and you'll be able to find her everywhere. And um, Sophia, tell us about your guest. Today, we welcome Southern Entities Paranormal founding paranormal researchers and Entity Voices Paranormal team investigators and broadcast co-hosts, Chris Allgood and Audra Keeler. As a married couple, Chris is a paranormal investigator and former law enforcement. Audra is a paranormal researcher and debunking specialist. Everyone subscribe to Entity Voices Paranormal Investigations podcast on YouTube right now and tune in Mondays, 9 p.m. Eastern. Let's welcome Chris and Audra into the show. Okay, yeah, it looks like hey. we got a lot of people because the switchboard's slow. Okay, we have you unmuted. Thanks for coming on, guys. <laughs> Hi, guys. How, How is you? everybody doing? <laughs> hey, good. Thank you both so much for coming on today. Absolutely. Yes, this is great. Nice to talk with you again. Yes. Definitely. I mean, uh, thank you both for having me on Entity Voices. It's, it was a lot of fun, and I mean, so cool to be able to share evidence like that. Oh, it's fantastic, yeah, and some of the evidence it. that you brought on was, <laughs> yeah, we enjoyed doing it, and some of the evidence that you brought onto the show was fantastic. We enjoyed every minute of having you on. Thank you. Well, I mean, to start off, can you both individually, you know, tell the audience how you got started in the paranormal? Was it just always an interest, or did you have an experience? Go ahead, uh, I'll Chris, go. I'll let you go first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'll go I first. Actually... Ladies first. Go ahead. Ladies first. <laughs> That's right. Uh, mine actually started out more as dreams as a kid. I, mm-hmm. you know, just thought I was having bad nightmares, and it was more of, you know, waking up with your, your heart pounding, and I always seemed to be saving children, and as as time moved forward, I kept having those same dreams. And um, I'm a wee bit older than you, Miss Sophia, so back in my day, <laughs> not a ton of horror flicks. Uh, we didn't have all the accessibility mm-hmm. that we do nowadays, and I certainly was never allowed to watch them. So I don't know where, you know, all the, the yuckiness, if you will. Um, but they, the dreams got more and more graphic the older I got. I mean, even as so much as, as literally fighting the devil in a couple of them. So um, I, again, didn't put much stock into it. I kept it to myself for the most part until I met my husband, until I met Chris, and we just, started talking about odd things and life and and he brought up the paranormal and what he'd been doing and it it all kind of clicked and so I got drugged down the rabbit hole a little deeper <laughs> <laughs> so it's definitely for me it's yes, all it's, my it's fault it's Chris's fault <laughs> I was hiding it he brought it out <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, that's very scary to go through at a young age. I can definitely relate. I had horrible nightmares when I was a child. And I didn't watch, I mean, Sleepy Hollow was my favorite movie, but I didn't, like, really watch horror movies. I was, like, a toddler. I was a weird toddler. Um, I thought stuff, like, they had a Ghost and Legends tour on the Queen Mary, which is just, like, special effects. It's not, like, an actual ghost time. But my parents said, like, they would take me on it, and I, I just loved it. I thought it was funny. I would laugh the whole time as, like, a two-year-old and just, like, like everyone else was freaking out about it, and I thought it was really funny. So I think <laughs> I, there's something wrong with me as a toddler. But, I, I mean, I had really bad nightmares. So it's, it's just, like, I wonder if it was, like, the ghost in my house or something, and it's crazy just, you know, how the paranormal can affect you in that way. Oh, absolutely. Yep, totally absolutely. Mm-hmm. And how so, about you, Chris? I, uh, I started when I was a kid, actually. The, my first experience, I was five years old. I was actually mm-hmm. um, in, our, in our hometown. I was playing. My, my father was the caretaker of the local cemetery. He, and uh, he was mowing there one day. And I was running mm-hmm. around in one of the areas, one of the older areas of the cemetery. And when my dad called me over, he asked me what I was doing. And I told him I was playing with the little boy. And uh, it kind of took off from there. I mean, I, I had all kinds of experiences when I was younger, and it, it was the, my first experience. That was my first experience that I can remember. But then I had more experiences where it got more intense, and, it, and it, at first it scared me. But my father, you know, old school, you know, police officer, he always taught us that anything that scares you or intimidates you has beat you. So you never let anything mm-hmm. scare you or intimidate you. You face it head on. So – Right around the age of 14, 15, I got tired of being scared by the experiences I was having, and I started chasing it. So any, any, any friends of mine that I could drag to, any haunted location that I could find that we could get to, I started in high school. And, and in my early 20s, I started buying equipment, started going on investigations. And like Audra said, we're, we're quite a bit older than Miss Sophia. <laughs> so I've, been, I've actually been a, at, at what you would call an official paranormal investigator instead of chasing it. I started investigating it right around my early twenties. So we're talking, I'm almost 50 now. So it's been over 25 years I've been investigating. And then when Audra and I started dating, she was telling me about her dreams and we would watch ghost shows together. And one day I turned around and I said, so do you want to go on an investigation? And she went a real one. And I went, yeah. And that's, that's how I got her hooked. But yeah, I've been having, I've been a sensitive since, since I was young. I mean, that's really incredible to have an experience like that at such a young age. Did you ever find out maybe who the little boy was? Was there, like, a particular gravestone he was hanging around or anything? No, I went went back to my hometown um, in my early mm-hmm. 20s and uh, went back to the area that I remember playing with the little boy in, and that area is what they call <laughs> Dead Man's Hollow. And it is, it's an area that's surrounded by trees. There's no wind through that area. It's very silent. It's very quiet. And that is where they would bury um, children, John Doe's, people that couldn't afford a burial. It was basically that was the area mm-hmm. that the city would pay for the burial. And the markings were just a name and a year. And it uh-huh. come to find out that that was, that, was, that was the area that wasn't visited much. So. Maybe he was just looking for somebody that finally came to visit to play with. I don't know. 
Well, I mean, it's great if that was the reason, you know, that you weren't frightened by him and you just, you know, hung out like any other kid because, you know, I, as a child passing away like that, that has to be very traumatizing. And especially just being in a part of a graveyard, no one comes to see you. has to be, right. be very isolating. And then when another, you know, another child comes in, it's, it's one chance to play that you haven't had that chance in a while. And that was, that was my first experience that I can remember. So, well, I've been having them ever since. I mean, <laughs> yeah, especially just the backstory too of that particular area is really fascinating that that happened. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was, it was an enlightening moment when I realized that that my first experience was in an in an area like that, and you could actually feel the energy when you walked down in there. It was, it mm-hmm. was, it was. Uh, it wasn't a scary energy, but it's the kind that gives gives you the chicken skin and, and the back of your hairs on your neck on the back hairs on the back of your neck stand up, and you, you actually realize that there's more there than what people think. And it was it was it was an enlightening experience. For sure, and you know, I know you both started investigating together when you started dating, but how did you ultimately, you know, create Southern Entities Paranormal, and who are the members of the team, and what are their individual roles? So I'll take this one. So <laughs> okay. Entity Voices Entity Voices Paranormal Investigations was originally started by our co-hosts on Entity Voices Paranormal Evidence, Tony and Sheree Rathman. They started mm-hmm. Entity Voices Paranormal Investigations in Arizona, and um, we met them. We were all doing a paranormal investigation at the Birdcage Theater separately. in Tombstone one night. And, yeah, well, we were doing it separately, but – we we met them that night and started talking to them, and we found out we both lived in the same city, about two miles from each other. We All four of us were paranormal investigators, so we started doing investigations together, and then they invited us to join Entity Voices Paranormal Investigations. So we did, uh, we did tours with them where we taught people that had never mm-hmm. done paranormal investigations before at the Phelps Dodge Mining Hospital down in Ajo, Arizona, that Tony and Cherie, when we met them, they ran the investigations down there. We started investigating that location with them. We started doing tours with them. And then in August of 2020, we moved to Charlotte, North Carolina from Phoenix, Arizona. Mm -hmm. Of course, we were still doing, you know, Entity Voices Paranormal Evidence with Tony and Cherie and, of course, Ron Lourdes. And once we got here, we started a subsection of Entity Voices Paranormal Evidence and decided to call it Southern Entities Paranormal. And our current members are myself and Audra, um, um, and one of our friends that did one of the tours with us in Ajo, Arizona, Carrie Hopper, who does History of a Haunting podcast. She moved to Raleigh, North Carolina, and we asked her to join the team, and she is our main researcher and organizer because Carrie's just a phenomenal person. And then recently we've also um, – accepted her co-host, Laura Ackerman, onto the team as uh, an investigator in training. So there's four of us right now with Southern Entities. Well, I mean, that's great. You were able to, you know, take your team from Arizona and create, you know, kind of an offshoot. Because it's, it's really great just having people that you work with so well in the paranormal and someone you can trust. Um, so, I mean, it's really cool that, you know, someone from Arizona also moved to North Carolina, so you could kind of, you know, start the team with people you already felt comfortable with. Right. Well, it's kind of ironic that we, I mean, we're talking a matter of, what, 
four or five months apart, Andra, that we all moved here? Right, exactly. Yeah. It was just about. So since moving to North Carolina, what has been your favorite place to investigate or the most interesting thing that's happened to you since moving? Audra, I'll let you take that one since the house is <laughs> Well, it, it is. I'm a Southern girl at heart. It's part of the reason we kind of picked North Carolina. But just to get more acclimated to the area around us, we would go for drives mm-hmm. quite often and figure out kind of what's around us and Uh, We were driving down some windy country road and heading up into the mountains, and we passed by this, you know, stately, they called a, a, you know, a mansion, if you will, for back in the day, a plantation home, Um, and it was established circa 1830, and it, it looked like there was stuff in it, but doesn't look like anybody lives there, so we did a little bit of digging in there um, and found out that it's actually uh, a house that the, um, what do you call it, the Historical Society of Montgomery County um, took over because it, the house was so dilapidated, they were actually going to use it as a training for firemen. They were going to burn it down and let it be a training site. Um, so thankfully, the Historical Society stepped in and they try and raise money for this house, and we're like, well, look, this is what we do. <laughs> we would love to see if mm-hmm. there's anything in this house. It just it has drawn us, for sure. I, I, lo- I am in love with this house. Um, so we have been able to promote it a little bit, um, and very similar to what we had done in Phoenix with the Copper Canyon uh, Research facility, the Ajo Hospital there, and start giving either tours, which is not very big, or people that are just starting out, maybe don't have equipment, maybe don't quite understand how to run an investigation. If there's something they're just getting started, uh, we can walk through the equipment. We have equipment for them to use. We walk them through the house. Basically, we introduce them to the house. Um, and then we let them do an investigation, and 100% of that money then goes back to the historical society to be able to help maintain that home. So it's, it is definitely near and dear to our hearts. Not the scariest thing we've done, but it's just kind of mm-hmm. a, a near and dear, like I said, to our heart kind of thing. Um, <laughs> and Chris, what's, what's been your favorite, though? Because you, you love the Trans-Allegheny, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we were about five hours south of Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum in western West Virginia, which of course has been on Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventures, um, Portals to Hell has been there. I mean, the, the, it's just the history behind the place is just so intriguing and and just nasty, and it's listed as one of the top most haunted locations in the United States and sometimes in the world, depends on which which website you look at. And we have now been there twice. As a matter of fact, um, just before the show, I was reviewing um, some of our recordings and some of our videos that we took. We just came back two weeks ago from we did a private investigation there at Trans-Algaine. That's That's one of my favorite places. That's very cool. What's your favorite piece of evidence you've captured there so far? <laughs> I actually have 
and I'm not going to go into way too much detail because it's actually going to be on the show Monday mm-hmm. night. Um, <laughs> we haven't released it yet. <laughs> yeah, we so haven't tune released in. it yet. So tune in Monday <laughs> night to, to, to hear the EVP that we caught. The lobotomy section is – the history mm-hmm. of the lobotomy section is really nasty. The, the doctor that ran the sec, that section in the hospital was one of the first doctors to ever do lobotomies, and he thought that – if he disconnected the frontal lobe of the brain where the emotions are held, that these people could live a normal life. So he would do about a hundred lobotomies a week on children, males, females, adults, um, ranging from the age of 86 all the way down to the age of four. And these lobotomies that this doctor performed were non-consensual. These these patients did not volunteer for this barbaric and, uh, (laughs) They didn't provide any anesthesia. There they was, you know, no medication during the procedure. And they basically, if anybody's ever seen the way they used to do lobotomies, is they would stick an ice pick type looking um, piece instrument. of equipment in the corner yeah. instrument, yeah, in between, in the corner of each eye, and they would literally use a mallet and they would pound it in until they reached the frontal lobe of that of the brain, and then they just scramble it up a little bit like eggs. And we actually caught, I've only gone through, I've got about 20 hours of review left to do. In the first hour and a half of review, we actually caught a residual sound, what appears to be one of the lobotomies taking place and the patient screaming. Oh, that, that's, I mean, really crazy evidence to get. Um, I mean, very tragic, yeah. but amazing that you were able to capture that. Yeah, and the the recorder was placed in the hallway. There was nobody. It was within Audra and I. First thing we do is we walk around the building. We place our equipment where we think it needs to be placed so we can catch some good evidence. And we had literally placed the equipment mm-hmm. maybe 45 minutes prior, and nobody had entered that section of the of the hospital yet. So it's a it's a pretty awesome clip. I can't wait to show it Monday night on the show. Well, everyone, definitely make sure to tune in Monday night. Um, and I commend you both, too, I mean, for the work you're doing to help preserve that house. Um, I mean, it's very sad that they were just going to, you know, burn it down. I mean, there's so many amazing homes that uh, should really be preserved, uh, you know, just right. for history and, I mean, the craftsmanship of the day. Oh, it's it's an amazing house, that's for sure. And, and thank you, definitely. <laughs> definitely one of our pride and joys and and you know it, it just really kind of fell fell into our lap if you will i mean we worked worked hard trying to you know dig into the history and figure mm-hmm. out where who we could contact but yep it's it's a beautiful home that they have done an amazing job restoring but there is a lot of work still needs to be done for sure um, and I know you said that you used to live in Arizona and you since moved, um, but obviously just with the way the country was built, you know, time after time, the spirits just from the West Coast to the East Coast um, changed so da- drastically. Have you noticed a difference in your responses since, you know, moving regions? Uh, incredibly. <sighs> the, the, the energy on the East Coast and the history that is out here I mean, the, the definitely more intense. Just, oh, definitely more mm-hmm. intense. Just being, knowing that this area of the country was involved in the Revolutionary War, it was involved in the Civil War. I mean, there's a lot more history over here on the East Coast because this is where, you know, our ancestors landed when when they were looking for a place to, you know, 
to start over again and, and then eventually be freed from, you know, the tyranny of the King of England back in the, when we, you know, back in 1776, when we first established our freedom, the history behind how they got it and the passion definitely leaves a significant imprint of energy that we have felt um, completely different amount of energy that you feel from Arizona or California when you get over here, because over here it was, it was, it was home front wars died. You know, people died fighting for their homes and in their front yards. I mean, it, it, the energy and the spirit activity over here is a lot more intense than what we experienced in Arizona. Now, Arizona does, you know, Arizona has its history and Arizona mm-hmm. has some pretty nasty history. I mean, we love Tombstone, but in comparison, mm-hmm. the energy on the East Coast is um, way more complex. It's the easiest way to say it. Do you feel like you're capturing more evidence um, over there now since you said the energy feels more intense, or is it kind of the same, you know, hit or miss like investigations are? What do you think, Audra? I think, I mean, obviously the hospital, and I think Mm -hmm. because we had been there so often, and and I know this this has been said on other shows as well, the more you investigate a certain place over and over and over again, I think the spirits get more familiar with you, better with you. So the, the Ajo hospital that we would investigate, it was guaranteed no matter what time of day, it could be 10 o'clock in the morning or 10 o'clock at night. It did not matter. Um, But I would say for like starting somewhere new, the consistency I feel is probably a little bit better over over on the east side of of the U.S. for me personally. Mm-hmm. I would have to agree with that. I mean, um, <laughs> it's it's we've said this on the show many times, and and everybody that knows us knows that we feel that it's spirits are just people. I mean, in Ron. Ron Yacovetti says it the best when he says it's just a human missing its meat suit, right? It's it, the emotion, <laughs> the passion, you know, the emotion, the passion, the attitude, it all goes with you because that's, that's your physical body is not necessarily what makes you who you are. It's your spirit, right? And um, right. so spirits naturally are, you're going to get more responses like at the, get the Phelps Dodge hospital, like Audra was saying, they got familiar with us because we were there so much. So, you'd end up capturing more stuff. And some of the same spirits would reach out to you multiple times to where on the East coast, I mean, this is, it almost feels like this is where they exist and we're the visitors. I mean, this, I mean, even though we own a home here and we've been here for two years now, it, it, that's just the way it felt coming into it. And I would say, yes, you get more responses on the East coast in the beginning. You don't have to wait for them to get comfortable mm-hmm. with you because there's so much of it here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, I mean, it's great that you were able to experience that difference just living in two different areas. Um, I do know we have to take a quick commercial break, though, but we'll be right back with more questions. It's the Ghost Host Show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Our guest today, Southern Entities, Paranormal Founding Paranormal Researchers, and Entity Voices Paranormal Team Investigators and Broadcast Co-Hosts. Chris Allgood and Audrey Keeler. Everyone, subscribe to Entity Voices Paranormal Investigations podcast on YouTube right now. 
And, of course, and tune in on Mondays, 9 p.m. Eastern. And as mentioned, this Monday, Chris and Audra's Trans-Allegheny Recent Captures. It's the Ghost Host Show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dustin Perry, the Paranormal Rockstar, and you're listening to The Ghost Host with the most Sophia Temporelli, only on LiveParanormal.com. Hey, this is Rick Hayes, the psychic medium, life consultant, author, and lecturer. And you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. Believe. Thank you for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com. The only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. Hey, this is Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli, on LiveParanormal.com. This is psychic medium Erica Busterhaney with Second Sight Paranormal TV, and you're listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Not only am I Dave Schrader, but I'm Dave Schrader of Travel Channel's The Holzer Files, and you're listening to <laughs> Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. I feel left out. I wanted to throw myself into your mix of, of voiceovers now. I love it. You know, uh, it's almost like we didn't leave break. Poor Dave left out of everything there. Okay, Sophia, starting to unmute everybody right now. Chris and Audra, we have you back in. Yeah, nice to be back. Hey. Hello, Thank hello. you both again so much for coming on today. Absolutely. Oh, our pleasure, awesome. for sure. Very much so. So, Earlier you mentioned you're going to reveal um, a pretty incredible piece of evidence on Entity Voices Radio Monday night, but can you tell the audience how that kind of all came about for you starting Entity Voices and what people can expect from tuning in? So you want me to take it, Andre? Yep, go for it. (laughs) So Entity Voices Paranormal Evidence actually started – with Entity Voices Paranormal Investigations, Tony, Cherie, mm-hmm. and Audra, myself, um, it was right at the beginning of the pandemic. So we've been doing it about two and a half years now. And we were all talking one night, and um, the subject came up of maybe doing our own show on Facebook Live and, and showing evidence that we capture in our investigations and some of the stuff that we had captured over the years. And 
and we we all thought it was a good idea. So Tony and Cherie started the show, and we were actually the first guests. So Tony and Cherie could introduce everybody to Audra and I because um, everybody knew Tony and Cherie Rathman as Entity Voices Paranormal Investigations, but we hadn't done any paracons with them or anything like that. So they didn't know we were a portion of the group. Mm-hmm. So they introduced Audra and I, um, pretty similar to what you're doing today <laughs> on, on the first Entity Voices Paranormal Evidence. And um, we started out on Facebook Live and then um, it continued on. And then we had Ron and Lourdes was um, from Gagnac Paranormal. They're, they're in New Jersey. They uh, came on the show one time as guests, and then during our move from Phoenix to Charlotte, there was a two-week span where we could not do the show, of course, until we got internet and got our computers and everything set up here in Charlotte. So Tony and Cherie invited Mm -hmm. Ron and Lourdes to guest host while we were traveling, and once we got back and got back onto the show and continued the show a little bit, we invited Ron and Lourdes to be a portion of the show. So now there's six of us. So we broadcast every Monday from Phoenix, Arizona, Charlotte, North Carolina, and New Jersey. Um, Edgewater, New Jersey is where Ron and Lourdes broadcast from on Monday nights. And it went, it took off from there. We, we had a stint where we got invited to be on the KGRA network for a while. Mm-hmm. And then recently, the KGRA we, uh, yeah, KJRB picked us up, and then recently we switched over to um, UnX, the Unexplained Network. So, and we've been broadcasting ever since. So we started on Wednesday nights, and then we moved to Monday nights. So, yeah. Well, it's been what, an amazing show. Yeah, two well, we have amazing guests Not, like you. Yes, we do. <laughs> Thank you. We haven't been doing it for 10, 11 years like Sophia. No. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know what to say to that. I started at 12. So, I mean, it's, uh, I had a lot more free time than I think most people. <laughs> well, you, you, had, you had a bigger advantage than we did. We didn't have internet at 12. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, nope. thank God. I mean, it really helped with all the school assignments I had. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> feel pretty lucky to grow up with internet. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, that's, it's, it's that's really great, started. though, that you all, you know, came together like that and, you know, share evidence. Um, and just that you all work so well together. I mean, it is so helpful when you investigate. Uh, like you said, you're going over 20 hours of evidence. And I think a lot of people don't realize, you know, when you start in the paranormal, it's a lot of just sifting through hours and hours of evidence. And it becomes very, you know, monotonous. So, you know, to have other people you can work well with and investigate and share evidence is such a huge thing. Oh, it is. It is. It is massive. And when you trust the investigators you're with, I mean, everybody that's a paranormal investigator and has been doing it for a long time, and even people that are new to it, understand that when you present evidence that you captured as paranormal, you, you, your credibility matters and your integrity matters. And and sometimes the people that you are with can affect that. And and when you have people that you work with that you trust and and investigate mm-hmm. with that you trust, it's fantastic. Definitely. And so Southern Entity Paranormal, do you guys do home hauntings as well? 
We do. We have. <laughs> we do. We haven't done a, Yeah, we haven't done any private homes here as Southern entities. Um, there is a couple mm-hmm. groups that we've friended with. Um, Spirits of the Southeast are friends of us. Friends of ours. They're a paranormal group here. Uh, Piedmont Paranormal, which is in the the central north central uh, Piedmont region of North Carolina. They, they're a fantastic group. We have teamed up with them, and they actually were at the Transalgany Lunatic Asylum with us doing the private. Um, we did a private investigation with them of a small home in uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, a couple weeks back. Um, we do do privates. We did private home investigations with Entity Voices in Phoenix with Tony and Cherie. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't had any here in Charlotte yet, but we do, you know, we have our Facebook page, and we put it out there, and it's funny, the, the difference between West Coast to East Coast is where we live down in the Bible Belt section, so people aren't as quick to go, hey, I got ghosts here. Can you come investigate mm-hmm. my home as they are in Phoenix? <laughs> Phoenix is like, hey, I got something going on. Can you come check this out? People here go, oh, hell no, I don't want any part of that. <laughs> yeah, they're more likely to not touch it or call an exorcist. Right. Correct, Yeah. <laughs> Um, so what is the coverage area, too, for anyone listening that may be struggling with a home haunting issue? Um, how far do you guys travel? Um, we well, will travel. Up Salem to, was, what, two two hours? Two hours, yeah. So we're yeah, looking at a at two-and-a-half-hour two radius we're willing to travel, yeah, at least. Yeah, and, and it also depends on the, the, level of, um, the level of the haunting and who's involved. I mean, if, mm-hmm. if we come across somebody that has – children in the home and, the, and they're concerned about that I mean we'd be willing to help I, I mean we're that's what we're here for I mean we can do blessings on the house I'm also an ordained minister um, done weddings done you know ceremonies done blessings on houses before so we can also do what we can in in, in cases that aren't super extreme or we don't like saying the d word but you get to a negative demonic type situation we would actually reach out to people that we know Mm -hmm. for help because that's something that i'm not really willing to battle by myself but we would definitely travel a little bit further for somebody that might need our help and and depending on the situation for sure and what advice would you give to someone currently going through home haunting issues oh Um, well believe in yourself (laughs) i mean you're you're mm -hmm. not crazy it does happen um, and and don't be afraid to ask for help. I mean, there are so many right. groups like ours that are willing to come into a home. Um, obviously, you'd, you'd want to be very careful with that. I would probably get more recommendations than going to a Google search. But, <laughs> um, right. yeah, I would definitely ask for help and have somebody come in, even if it's just somebody else giving a second opinion or a second feeling, you know, as the case may be. Seek help. Yeah. Definitely Definitely. worth it. Yep. And in true paranormal groups like ours and like Piedmont Paranormal and like Tony and Sheree. Don't charge. Don't charge. So anybody that, that that has a situation where they think they might need help or want a group like ours to come in to investigate their home to see what kind of haunting, if they have a haunting, um, because, you know, sometimes we go into a situation to where it's sometimes explainable, which also helps, too. It makes the, the homeowner feel better. But if, you, if you're reaching out to somebody for help in a situation like that to come into your home, 
anybody that tells you it's going to cost you money, go down the road. That's that's not really somebody keep that's looking. wanting to help. Yeah, keep looking. Definitely. And, I mean, there's so many people, too, with all of these new paranormal shows out there and even just, you know, fictional supernatural shows, people get an interest in the real parts of it. What advice would you give to someone wanting to start, you know, investigating and becoming a paranormal investigator? Find a group. See if you can get yep. in with mm-hmm. another group. Yeah, it's a it's the best way to start out. Usually, kind of like us, we have extra equipment, so you don't have to split that. If this is something you decide you don't want to be involved with, um, it it's a lot easier to kind of delve into things when you have people that are experienced and if you can kind Mm -hmm. of you know see how you jive with a group and it may not be that specific group we know a lot of of people we've met who may have started out exactly like that with a specific group and then within six months are like you know this is not a great fit and either started a group of their own or went to another group. But I don't know that I'd start out completely, you know, alone. Alone is never, never a good thing to me personally. Well, <laughs> but it, it's not a good thing because you don't know what you're walking into. I mean, right. And not the, just the ghosts, the it's the other stuff. <laughs> right. I mean, you, you never want to do anything by yourself. And, and you never want to do anything inexperienced either because, there, I mean, there's a lot of facets to investigating paranormal investigations. I mean, you get with an experienced group that can teach you a lot of things because what some people might call paranormal, I mean, situational awareness is huge in an investigation. You have to understand the noises the house makes, the noises coming in from the outside. I mean, if you find a mist in a certain part of an old building, is there something construction-wise, temperature-wise, I mean, the the atmosphere around you that could cause that that might not be paranormal? You don't want to go in, especially into a private home investigation, and start saying everything's a ghost and scare the homeowners that you're trying to help. I mean, so Audra hit, hit the nail right on the head is if you want to get into paranormal investigating is get with a group. Get with an experienced group that can teach you the things you need to look for, and then they can also teach you how to handle the things that might show up that you're not ready for. Definitely. I mean, I think, too, just like one of the biggest things is, you know, a lot of locations are run down. So to have someone to just watch out for you if you trip or fall, I'm accident prone. So me going by myself is <laughs> disaster. <laughs> Just having someone to watch out for you, even just for the physical dangers, doesn't even have to be a band. I'll trip over a tree root. Like, right. I'll trip Girl, over air, my too. Own so like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I can I can injure myself doing nothing. So it's like, you know, when you're doing an investigation, having someone to just watch your back and make sure, you know, you don't just fall. Were you pushed by a ghost? Did I trip myself? <laughs> Who knows? I probably wouldn't. So just having someone to look out for you, confirm, you know, what you found, help you debunk something, and just for safety, it's so important to just have someone you trust to go with. Absolutely. And and Sophia, you hit the nail on the head also, too. Our our goal is to capture evidence that shows and proves that spirits in the afterlife exist and sometimes help a situation for a homeowner that makes them feel better about where they live 
our goal is not to go into a situation that's not safe and become one of the ghosts too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Nope. No, I could, I could definitely manage that on my own. I'm not even sure someone else could help me. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I just, you, you never know. Rusted nails, me just tripping over air it's it's really important just to have someone to watch your back um in any location and just make sure you know you're good i mean sometimes spirits can have you i know the polarity dressing rooms makes people feel uneasy and just having someone to make sure you're okay and everything is always so important mm-hmm. exactly so spirits affect people differently so i mean even mm-hmm. when chris and i go somewhere and he's more sensitive than I am to a lot of things. And he may go, gosh, did you, you know, feel that or that? And I'm like, well, I, no, I'm good. So at, in that instant, I could kind of watch his back and then I could walk into an area and go, oh my gosh, this is really upsetting my stomach. I don't know what is in here, but I can't stay in here, you know, and he'll make sure that I get out of that area. So yeah, you definitely need somebody with you for sure. Absolutely. And I mean, when it's affecting one person like that, the other person can stay behind if they're feeling fine and try and figure out what is causing that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yep. So where would each of you as individuals like to investigate the most in the world and why? Hmm. (laughs) Is is your Scotland still, honey? (laughs) One of the, it's one one of the of them, castles yeah. in, yeah, in Scott. I, I wouldn't mind doing Lep Castle, um, personally. Mm-hmm. I know it's one of the more famous ones, but it just, some of it I, on some of the shows are like, okay, I just, I don't know if I really believe that part of it. <laughs> I'd really like to find out for myself how, how quote unquote bad it really is. That would probably be my yeah, number definitely. one. I would love sometime in my lifetime to be able to go to Europe and Scotland and Ireland and all those countries that were, you know, it's where some, I mean, you talk about the history on the East coast, but talk about the history there. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. It is so vast that just doing a paranormal tour through, through that portion of the world would just be, that's, that's a bucket list. That's huge. I mean, and, and one of them is Lemp Castle, like 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 Audra just said. But the castles of Scotland, the castles of Ireland, the history behind that. I mean, just the the paranormal that happens in that portion of the world would just be a phenomenal experience. Yeah. For sure. I mean, so, there's so much history just over there. It's really incredible. I mean, just how many structures are standing from you know the 1100s. I mean, that's I amazing architecture. <laughs> I mean, just the fact oh, that yeah. they do that is really crazy. So, I mean, just the history and, you know, all of the battles, it's its really crazy. And, I mean, it's such a beautiful place, too. I mean, it would be amazing to go to Europe. Absolutely. It, it, and not just for the paranormal, just, I mean, just to experience the culture. And then, and like you said, it's, it's the countryside is just so steep gorgeous. Steep in over history. There. It's crazy. Yeah, steep in history. The good and the bad. True. And... And, I mean, they have, you know, the authentic fish and chips. Who doesn't love a good food stop? <laughs> investigator. Never leave and out I the know food. We're coming to, no. 
No, you can't. I mean, then you would actually die if you did that. And no one wants to become a ghost. <laughs> honey, I'm gonna stock up on food. Um, I know we're coming towards the end of the show, though. So, are there any websites, upcoming interviews, or events you would like to mention? And we have, I'm to use, of course, I'll let you do this because you're in charge. Of time it for all. the shameless promos, right? <laughs> so, um, absolutely. Of course, we have Entity Voices Paranormal Evidence that um, goes live every Monday. Um, 6 p.m. on the Pacific Coast, 9 p.m. on the East Coast. That is on the UNX network, but you can also find it live on our on our Facebook, Entity Voices Paranormal Evidence live stream. Um, it, I share it live to the Southern Entities Paranormal web uh, Facebook page. It goes live to the Entity Voices Paranormal Investigators um, Investigations YouTube website. So if you could subscribe to that, mm-hmm. but it also goes live. It also goes live to the UNX um, YouTube channel too. Every Monday night, you know, 6 p.m. or 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Um, of course, you look us up on on Facebook, uh, Southern Entities Paranormal. Um, there's a there's a a skeleton pointing at you with a robe on. You can't you can't miss it. And then you can find Andre and I on Facebook also. I mean, I think 90% of our friends on our personal Facebook page are more paranormal than our own family. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, we I want to ha- thank you both so much. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. No, you're good. No, I was just going to thank you, you know, for coming on today. I mean, it's it's really been great having you and getting to hear more about your story, too. Well, we want to thank you for having us. This, this has been a fun Saturday afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. Nice to be on the flip side of things and get to talk with you on this end of it and sit in on your show, which is way cool. (laughs) Well, thank you. you. And, you know, I can't wait to hear the evidence on Monday. Yeah, I know. We're we're super excited. So Ron and Lourdes are off on a jaunt. They are not going to be joining us on Monday. so, yeah, it's going to be Tony, Cherie, and Chris and I, and we were going to be presenting um, new evidence, which is way cool. Some of our own evidence. Instead of, mm-hmm. in, you know, the show's based on bringing on investigators and people like Sophia, and then we've also had, you know, smaller groups like Piedmont Paranormal. It gives them a chance to, to be on the show and show what they've caught at their investigations as well. Every now and then we do one where we show our own, and that's what that's what's happening Monday. Is, uh, Tony's going to show some of his DRV stuff, and then we're going to show mm-hmm. some of our some of the good stuff that we've caught with Trans Allegheny. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll be checking it out. Well, I can't wait. Everyone, definitely <laughs> make sure to tune in, and thank you guys again so much for coming on today. I hope you guys have a great rest thank of your weekend. Absolutely. You thank, thank you, you guys so much. Well, good speaking with you. Thank you. Thank and you the for show's open us. anytime awesome. if you guys ever have anything to promote. Oh, cool. Thank you for that. Very much so. Appreciate that a lot. Yeah, I have a great rest of the weekend. You You guys too. Beautiful weekend. You too. Thanks. Well, fantastic show today, Sophia. Definitely. They were such great guests. I want to thank you all for listening. The show definitely would not be possible without all of you. And I will talk to you guys again next week. Bye. Yeah, and for uh, Chris and Audra, um, as they mentioned too, again, uh, so an X network, so uh, subscribe to Entity Voices Paranormal Investigations 
on the NX Network podcast. Also, too, check them out on Facebook uh, for Chris and Audra. They're easy to find there, too, as well. And on YouTube right now, uh, subscribe and tune in Mondays, 9 p.m. Eastern live. And this Monday, Chris and Audra's Trans-Algheny Recent Captures will be airing. So we're going to be checking that out as a family, too. We always put that on the big screen on the TV and check out the show. Upcoming, we have next Saturday, uh, Jeff Harmon and Sophia's 11-year anniversary show next weekend. So it'll be the 11th on the 11th. Psychic Intuitive Rick Wade, he'll be on the program on the 25th. Be sure and call in. He gives fantastic readings every time on air live. Filmmakers Kendall and Vera Welpen, Welpen uh, discuss uh, the House in Between 2 launch. That's going to be on uh, July 9th. Travel Channel and Discovery Plus, the Ghost Brothers promote Fright Club Season 2. That's going to be determined. Uh, their people are talking to other people, and uh, they're going to figure out a date, and then they're going to be on this show to promote. And uh, Fright Club Season 2 with Jack Osborne with them as well. The Ghost Host Show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. We'll see you next week. Hi, this is Debbie as Sion Ghost Adventures. You're listening to The Ghost Host with your host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. God bless you all. for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.LiveParanormal.com. The only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.